all new episode of SCNS Live, the super cool nerd show. I'm so used to saying we're playing D&D after that, but we're not. We will be. We will be this weekend. Soon. Soon. I'm Jason the X. No, you're not. Oh, wait, I'm Cat. You need to like, never mind. What? I don't know. <laughs> sticks of... Hello, I'm Cass. People are going to be so confused tuning in for the first time. I don't time. actually know what that makes me. Like, that makes you I, Cora. Yeah, Cora. Yes, yeah, by default, Hi. you're Cora. Hi. I think Listen, you're John Cena and you're not John <laughs> Oh, we're now wrestlers? Oh, man. I call it the man. Becky Lynch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that for me. Anybody. Anyway. Oscar. 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 Of, of course. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, what's her name? Kenny Omega. Oh no, what's her name? The the Go ahead. I don't I, don't remember her name. I I I, I don't, what a female wrestler? Goth and strong. Huh? Goth and strong. No idea. God, okay. I'm pretty sure 30 minutes into the show, she's gonna remember who the hell she was wanting to talk about, and it's just gonna blurt out and it's gonna be glorious, everybody. Although I called the man just so that Jason couldn't take it. I think Undertaker is more my speed. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's old school stuff. How's everybody's week going? Been playing a lot of Jedi Survivor. Yeah. It's very good. I know you're just praying for time to move more quickly. Why is that? Because Knights of the Zodiac comes out tomorrow. <laughs> I already bought my, my movie ticket. And Jason's going with me, so he's got a ticket. Too. I mean, I've been... I, the premiere was uh, just a couple of days ago. Or, no, the premiere was yesterday. Yeah, the premi- the like Hollywood fancy premieres were like yesterday and, la- and tonight. Or no, yesterday and then like tonight and tomorrow. Did you say that? The fancy Hollywood... Premieres the red carpet, for, yes. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Like the ones I'm not allowed to go to yeah, yeah, yeah. because I'm disruptive and too loud. Right. I have a restraining order. <laughs> Try to kiss the main cast. <laughs> I might have a restraining order from McKenyu, and it, you know what? It's fine. I want this movie to do good, but it's under some stiff competition with uh, Guardians yeah. Three, which I saw um, Sunday. It's very good. Is it? I'm a little disappointed in movie-going audiences, including very much myself. I was reading reports Dungeons and Dragons didn't do very well. <gasps> no! I need a sequel! Everybody who saw it loves it. But it's kind of underperforming. So, I mean, the, the freaking Meg got a sequel this week. Have y'all seen this trailer? I have no, I An article. What? The uh, what? Gonna see the this? Meg. The Do you trick. think I watched the trailer for the Meg? Uh, you should the because <laughs> I did. <laughs> Is it what it's called? I, it's oh. Oh. Well, a story. I also, no it's the, it's the one about the shark and the surfer. Yeah. The real thing. Uh, it's really big. It's on the supercoolnerdshow.com page, right? I wrote something about it that I was a bit critical about it, and people honestly like it's American kaiju. I understand. I honestly, I read this book when I first went off to boot camp back in years ago. Um, and I enjoyed the book and the sequel, but then the third book, I was like, y'all have gone way too far now. And that's how I feel. The se- the, hearing that this movie got a sequel out of the blue, wow. And it just looks like Too Fast and Too Furious with sharks. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but here's the question. Does the shark have a fan? Actually, they do. There's three what? of them. <laughs> 
This movie looks just so weird. I don't know. But anyway, back to Knights of the Zodiac has some stiff competition. It, it does. And I really hope it does well. Bandai and the director both want to make more movies. Like they, they have plans for several sequels. They want to have like a little collection of movies for it. So they've got like things planned. Please go see it, guys. If you're not familiar with the franchise, it's fine. This is like a new take on it. So you don't have to be familiar with it. Please go see it. It's it looks good. I mean, also, our... please go see the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yes. It does not matter if you don't play or don't watch live play. It's a yeah. fun world. It really adventure. is. It's a really good fantasy comedy. Yeah. I haven't heard anybody really say anything negative about it. No. I, I need a sequel. I mean, they explicitly said that in the article I read that it's extremely well reviewed. Like, everybody yeah. who has seen it likes it a lot. The only people I've seen, um, tr- like, writing bad reviews for it have just been doing it to get clicks and all of the comments from on those articles are you're looking at this way too seriously my dude like no one likes those articles everyone's praising what's the money at on it i think it was like 200 something yeah it's not great they had exceeded the budget to make the movie like they'd exceeded that in uh sales but they had not exceeded that plus marketing oh damn yeah that's rough for a movie mm. i think they should have reversed some of the things and put dungeon the dragons not so big put honor among thieves and with like by dungeon the dragons yeah. <laughs> kind of is because i think that's probably what it is is dungeon and dragons worldwide only has like no, this is America. Like 1.5 million players, which is a lot more than it used to, but like... Yeah. Still a bit niche. Yeah. Oh. Isn't that I, I realized for the first... Yeah, I kind of realized that I have no context for how popular this game is because it's so big in my own personal life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, everyone. Everyone plays Dungeons & Dragons just because all my friends do it. Yeah, everyone I'm does. I mean, I hang out in Critical Role forums yeah. and Dimension 20 forums, and I'm shocked by the number of people who enjoy watching live plays who have no interest in playing. That is wild. That's so weird to me. Are all, and why didn't all of you go see the movie, huh? Yeah, it's not too late. Go see it. It's still at a lot of theaters, so yeah, go see it. Yeah, buy a hard copy when it comes out on DVD. Yes, and Blu-ray. Hard copy of the movie. I'm gonna do that. How ridiculous is that? Anyway, you can still buy it though. Just as I'm only I'm buying it strictly to spite and support. I'm buying it because I don't trust digital media. I don't want a digital. PS5. I mean, the internet went out at my house the other night for several hours. I was so bored. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, that's it for that. (laughs) We like to start the shows off with kind of a bummer about sales and stuff. Let (laughs) us go and talk about some super cool nerd news. So with word that the pandemic is over, unfortunately, streaming services seem to be suffering quite a bit. How much? Disney Plus reported a 4 million loss in subscribers. Whoopsie. Big whoopsie. Now, I've never been good at math, but that don't add up. So what are they planning to do? Well, this is kind of the reason why CEO Bob Iger came back. And they have plans to severely cut content they are bringing 
to Disney+. Plus. Also, they're looking to trim some of the fat on Hulu, which is, if you case you didn't know it, that's something Disney owns as well. Now they're looking at combining both services, not together, but in more of a package deal where you can get a subscription to Disney Plus and a subscription to Hulu for a little price, which they actually have something like that in place. So I'm not sure what this is, but it looks like they're gonna try to merge the content. I know that Disney Plus has always been kind of like the PG-13, whereas you put the hard R stuff on Hulu, but they put Deadpool and Deadpool 2 on, on Disney Plus. We're ready for this. As uh, Bob Iger said, maybe it's time that everybody grows up. Also, let's not forget, and I have to mention this, there is a writer's strike going on. Just need to remember that. There's still a strike going Double on. Double digits indeed. They only want 3%. Pay them their money. Moving on. So uh, Disney spent $30 billion on content in 2022. And um, they're looking to cut $3 billion off of that and cut some of the rights to uh, things like ESPN and ABC Sports, which still have a strong showing, but not as much as it did once they bought it up. So uh, this is a part of the mature <laughs> maturation process as we grow into a business that we have never been in. Um, Iger offered that, that, like I said, that new option of bundling both in a single app as an effort to attract new subscribers and increase engagement for both platforms. It's critical we rationalize the volume of content we're creating and what we're spending to produce our content. Our legacy platforms enable us to expand our audiences and often augment our potential streaming success while at the same time allowing us to amortize our content costs across multiple networks. So they are taking a write down to acknowledge the loss of value of $1.8 billion. Uh, I don't know about y'all, but that's a lot of money to me. I don't know about Disney, but that's probably a lot of money to them. I don't know how you recover from 4 million users uh, being lost, but this is changing times. We do live in an economy where inflation is up there and people are trying to share those subscriptions more across each other. So 4 million though? Dang, and I'm gonna be the first. I love Disney Plus, I love its Star Wars content. I am all about the Star Wars content. So, I don't know, four million lost, guys. How the hell does this happen? People didn't like the most recent season of The Mandalorian, which is a big part of it, I think. Really? It is not, it's got the first like negative reviews of their, I think of all their shows, don't quote me on that. Wow, I didn't know that. Uh, but yeah, there's I'm, a diminishing returns cost. Not of any of their shows because uh, don't forget Book of Boba Fett came out last year. Something that had extremely mixed reviews. Recently watched that and honestly, everything was good yeah, but like up until the point Mandalorian came in. Negative <laughs> reviews. Oh, okay, it was the enough. first negative reviewed of something to do with Star Wars. Gotcha. Something. And I thought it was Disney plus Star Wars shows, but I could be wrong. Hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I found out that Mandalorian holds a bigger stake for a lot of people than I would have thought. I think of Mandalorian as a nerd kind of thing. It's also just a big family thing. Yeah. Well, also, look at it like Mandalorian is literally the first television Star Wars content that we've ever had in a episodic form. So it kind of broke the ground with that, but then the magic of that did wear off because then you have all the other shows that are coming now. So it doesn't have that distinction anymore. 
I think Andor has kind of passed as far as like what's the best Star Wars show right now. Oh yeah, Andor was so good. Andor raised the bar. Because at first, yes, we're willing to put on the blinders. Ooh, first Star Wars live action television show. This is what I've always wanted. And then we got more and more. And yeah, definitely Andor set the bar a little bit higher. And I kind of thought Mandalorian would be able to keep up with that, honestly. I my own personal thing i didn't watch the third season of the mandalorian because um and i'm gonna go as light on spoilers as i guess i can for a show that's been out a couple seasons no yeah go. I, I say go for it it's out it's been a couple of years since especially the second season um they finished the show they finished it he got Grogu to the uh to the jedi the whole point was him finishing that mission so you finish that mission and i'm like i don't i don't care what happens next you did it and i know that uh they kind of went back on that in the show but i'm not interested in that like you did the thing and then they just kind of no i get it that's funny this is storytelling 101 we've talked about this with our campaign and character goals (laughs) if they're built around a goal and I want to keep doing the campaign, they can't satisfyingly finish that. Or why would they stay? Like, it's funny enough, it's, and here is where I will avoid spoilers. Um, that happened in Critical Role uh, campaign two. A character finished their arc and then went, now what? And it was really weird for that character for the rest of the season. Yeah. I mean, they played it phenomenally well. They did. And yeah, but, but especially for like 10 episodes, you were like, okay. Well, I see your point, but also one of the major motivations of the show or one of the major things story-wise was completed in season three. So hmm, I kind of understand where y'all are coming from now. I don't know what's going to happen for season four of the Mandalorian, but on a larger scale though, Disney plus got to up your game. I or lower the money for the subscription costs. I will say I am extremely worried about a further merging of the two apps. I would love it from a price perspective, but like the difference between Disney Plus and Hulu content is so stark. Like just think, Dis- Disney Plus put out Miss um, Marvel and Hulu put out Dope Sick, which was an in-depth look at the opioid epidemic in this country and like i i don't want them to stop making that kind of content that was a really good and really important show and disney when it's under the disney brand does not make that kind of content i mean i will say netflix has done pretty well with kids as a whole separate category yeah there's some potential sorry oh no no you're right i'm worried that disney won't do that (laughs) We did it at the same time. <laughs> no, um, we actually, uh, so we've been ex- um, exposing uh, my roommates, nieces, and nephew to some older cartoons because they haven't watched like classic Looney Tunes or classic Scooby Doo. And uh, when Disney had Looney Tunes on it, so we're like, hey, let's get this. Or I think it was Disney, it may have been Hulu. Or, anyway. Yeah, either way. The point is, when we went back to find certain episodes, we found they did not exist anymore on the platform. We did that with some of the classic Disney cartoons, and it, it just didn't exist. When we went to look for the Looney Tunes cartoons, things like Wabbit Season did not exist. Really? So it is, 
it's very and people have complained about this in general on Disney that certain episodes of shows have just quietly been just removed because they don't want anything negative or could be seen as negative. They censored Bluey for for a while. Like they took like three episodes down, one of them because it was about a poop joke. Yeah, and I thought oh, Gravity Falls they edited, famously like they edited his hat. He published like his entire back and forth of SMP with yeah standards yeah. and practices and them everything from like limericks with non-obvious endings that supposedly has the F word. It's the a man from Nantucket. There's they tried to say it ends with. Uh, at the beginning was Kentucky, and they, S and P, said that yeah, that would naturally conclude was... to Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, I think like, there no. was an offshoot with Nantucket though, because Maybe. I remembered it was a really famous like first line. It was there once was a man, but instead of Nantucket, they said Kentucky, and that's what S and P had a problem with. Is what I remember. There could have been another thing as well. Yeah, it, it's basically that kind of censoring has me worried because. I can't find those cartoons yeah. anywhere else. But you still have like Steamboat. Yeah. Mm. Weird. It's weird. It, it falls into the, the same thing that uh, Cass was saying of like concern. We what? should probably move on to the next topic. Anyway, it's yeah. almost like 30 minutes well, into the show. We're kind of moving on from that, but not exactly, because I also have a Disney story, and it just kind of underlines what you're talking about. Are they paying the writers yet? No. Damn it. Disney's live-action Peter Pan remake oh. just set a new record for the lowest and worst Rotten Tomato audience score of oh. any live-action remake in studio history that's impressive <laughs> that is impressive what's even more impressive to me is exactly what that rating is what's the rating 13 from audiences from audiences damn son on rotten tomatoes oh, that's really oh yeah. i admit i had zero interest in watching this well, I mean, I, I already had my live action Peter Pan. It was called Hook. Oh. <laughs> yeah. There's only, yes, so much. So go watch Hook. Hook is outstanding. The next lowest has more than double 13 at 28, and it's Pinocchio, which I oh. Disney one. I was like, the Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio slapped. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, no, the Disney uh, one. But those are the only two with an audience score of under 45%. Maleficent, Cinderella, Jungle Book, uh, Christopher Robin, Beauty and the Beast, and Aladdin all have 70 plus. On audiences? Wow. Yeah. Oh, and The Lion King, and the second Maleficent, and Cruella. There's a second Maleficent. Yeah. I guess. Sure. I was surprised Cruella actually has 97% by audiences. I liked it. I thought it was fun, but. Soon to be Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid is getting favorable reviews from the critics. Not that that says a lot because the critics' reviews for this were at 60. Right now, the critics, I don't know if they have a formal, it just says high praise from early critics. Oh. I have kind of mixed, mostly, mostly I'm happy that this is happening. I don't want a bunch of remakes. 
but yeah. I am excited for the Little Mermaid. So Has like, anybody actually watched the Peter Pan one though? Because no, I, I I don't want to. I've no. seen it. No one's had any interest in watching this at all. No, wow. I don't watch it. I, I didn't watch Pinocchio. I don't. I haven't watched. Yeah, I didn't watch Pinocchio. Uh, I didn't watch Cruella. I didn't, like I haven't. Wa- I watched. I think Aladdin. I watched the Cinderella, which was actually decent. Didn't watch Cinderella. Cinderella is decent. Yeah, because it's a completely different version of the story. Uh, they actually did something new because it was kind of chronic. And my daughter, I don't hate Little Mermaid because of who's playing. I just hate that story, The Little Mermaid. I, I mean, I, she's going to be amazing. It's going to be a trash movie. Look, it's 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 <laughs> hard. She's the shining. She's the sh- not cutting the music from it. She like, is a shining won. beacon. Yeah. That is this movie. Oh, I'm, I, I'll admit, I looked at the red carpet pictures. Hallie. She, anyway, she is so cute. She is Ariel. adorable. So beautiful. But, I haven't seen most of most of these. I didn't see Dumbo. I, I forgot they made that one. I didn't Ugh. see Lady and the Tramp. I what? refused to watch Mulan. Yeah, no. I Because mm-hmm. no. Yeah. No. Nah. Anyway. Without getting political. No. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. Peter Pan and Wendy, if you love it. Tell us in the comments why, because I I it, genuinely curious. if you saw it, tell us in the comments. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen anybody be like, I really want to see that. I haven't heard bad or anything, just nothing. Tell us about it. But yeah, like I wouldn't be Crickets. very angry if they stopped making these live actions. Apparently, The Rock said they want to do Moana. Yeah, like that's a real thing. And also, uh, I think Lilo my... and Stitch is supposed to be adapted. Please which stop. Please stop now. How it was why. already controversy. There's controversy that. about both of those. Yeah. I mean, the, the stitch render looks horrifying. And that's that's why I don't want to well, see it. Well, they're not gonna get more budget. No, <laughs> but apparently they've lost money, so we anyway. <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. That's all I have on Disney. What other movie? Do you have movies? I don't, but I do have a new subscription service. Okay. Let's kind talk of. about subscribers. All right. So, if you like manga, specifically the manga that is published by Viz, they now have an app. She already has it. I downloaded it strictly for this. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. We buy that. I mean, honestly, I might just keep it. I don't know if I'm going to actually subscribe yet. Might just keep it. Yeah, but for the show, though. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? But they have so many different manga on here. The manga subscription is... $3 a month. There is a seven-day free trial. It's not bad. Ooh, and you can, you can read it chapter by chapter. Like So if I wanted to check out Absolute Boyfriend, that was the first thing I clicked, I can read the first three chapters for free. But then after that, I would have to have an account and subscribe to do it. If you just want to buy volumes outright and have them digitally on your phone, you can do that. You ha- They have um, a section where you can like pull up the volumes for each manga and you can just buy them. So you can have okay. it digitally on your nice. phone. Hmm. Which is, re- it's also just really good for a lot of manga that may not be in print anymore. Or that's harder to find. Like Nana. Or th- or like a lot of shoujo manga really. Like it's really hard to find the variety we used to have in like the early 2000s of shoujo and horror. And those are the ones that are really big on here. So you can read those. Like Absolute Boyfriend. It's actually really good. Is there an option to like buy manga through a store on there? Um, not that I have found. Dang, that would be like the icing on the cake that, on that. That would be. But like, if you remember any of the classics from when like for 
mostly this is for like the older generation. If you thought of one that you haven't been able to find for a while, but you want to reread it, it's not, if it's Viz, they have it. If you're younger and you want to read all of the latest My Hero Academia, they've they've got My Hero. Anything from Shonen Jump, they've got on here because Shonen Jump is Viz. So you have a huge library with which to download manga and read. You know, I will say, I would have thought that digital comics would not be very much fun because, like, you like the tactile feel and stuff. It was actually Overwatch that proved that wrong to me because they had comic books and they were fun to read online. And a lot of this is in response to the fact that people will pirate it anyway online. So a lot of people are already used to reading these, like, on a computer screen or on a phone screen, wherever you're... Three bucks is very manageable. Oh, yeah. For th- if you read more than one volume, hell, if you only read one volume a month, yeah, you're, you're, you've paid for it because each of these volumes are like 11 or 12 at the store. So you've already made your money and you're getting twice as much. And uh, Can I also yeah. tack on there that uh, last week Hannah suggested a manga that's getting turned into an anime and I was at uh, Mitsua <laughs> And they had it, and I couldn't resist off of her recommendation. And it's actually pretty good. Oh, wait, uh, who published that? Because uh, I'm curious. Tadasha? Uh, oh, really? Is it not on there? Oh. No, I was looking to see. No, it's not. Either way, I, sh- I I sent this to her like in a text when I saw it, and she was like, Are you getting it? I was like, I already bought it. Because <laughs> I flipped through it in the store, and it was pretty good. And they have the other volumes. I'm probably going to go back. So thank you for the recommendation, dude. Yeah. Nice one. Yes. I can read. I can read through all of them before the anime comes out. So check it out. You won't. Be, you won't feel. You won't be sorry. It's very yeah. funny. Unfortunately, that is not on the Viz app. However, damn, that would have been a great segue. Uh, apparently, Inuyasha is. <laughs> I forgot. Nice. Inuyasha, forgot Inuyasha was published by Viz. Actually, there's a lot of Rumiko Takahashi on here that I didn't even know about. So you know, fantastic. You're gonna keep it. We all know. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> Cass, what have you got? Uh, I actually do have movie news. Uh, it's uh, a little more personal than I like to usually get. So the trailer for Oppenheimer came out. Oh. Um, the newest trailer for Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. And I figured out how he's going to relate it back to time. Because it's Christopher Nolan. And his movies all have to be about time in one way or another. We were ahead of the Nazis by 18 months. So it's going to be a ticking clock to beat the Nazis to the bomb. Um, I actually am interested in this movie. I did not think it was going to be after Christopher Nolan's last movie, which was really terrible. Uh, Tenet. But I'm actually interested. There's an interesting thing that they lean into a little bit in the trailer that I might go further in that. uh, The kind of I am death. I have become Death Eater of Worlds. They actually are going to address that. And I'm actually interested. I really, really, really didn't want to watch this movie. And now I definitely have to. I think, like, Christopher Nolan might have been in his period of time, like M. Night Shyamalan, right? M. Night Shyamalan did a series of movies that got, like, a bunch of praise. And he was always very into color theory. It plays a huge role in everything he does. And then he went all out with it in The Village. Village? The Village. I was really excited before this movie came out. Because I was like, he's all the way leaning into it. 
this is about a bad color and a good color. And in my young angsty days, I wrote like songs about bad colors and, you know, synesthesia and all this stuff. Yeah. The village is real bad. It's, it's real, real it's bad. Very terrible. But he had movie. to make it to start making decent movies again. Yeah. And I think that might be where Christopher Nolan is. Hopefully. Maybe. Maybe he learned his lesson with Tenet. That, he, he went all uh, the if way you're obsessed into with time. time don't, reser- don't reverse it. <laughs> like made a movie that was only about that yeah yeah and those movies would feel so good to make but then like mm, no you got lost it was really it was real weird and nobody told you no and it was bad but it's also an absolutely star-studded cast uh including emily blunt robert downey jr and who is what's his face playing in it killian something he's playing oppenheimer yeah that's what yeah. i thought for once, he's not going to have a bag over his head for the majority of the <laughs> movie. I mean, every trailer for this movie, I don't want to see it because it looks like a drag. Oh, oh it's going to be a giant bummer of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I feel like I'm just going to need to, like, you know, call somebody and have a long conversation just, just after watching this movie. Through, take a little nap. <laughs> it's in the theater. I'm not waiting until it comes out on video for that. Actually, those so. movies have to be seen in the theater. His have to be seen. Because yeah. if you like are playing on your phone, there's no chance you're going to keep up with Tenet. Not that you could anyway, but like it was ooh, ooh. That made it so much worse. I'll just be sitting yeah. in the theater quietly drinking. Gotta go to the Alamo Draft House for this one. Inception <laughs> got me my core in the theater. It was one of the first ones I saw like in the X theaters yeah. or whatever. I got made fun of because I pulled my knees in the theater, pulled my knees up to my chest, had one hand over my mouth just watching it. It was so good. I didn't see Inception. I did see Paprika in theaters. Same feeling. My then boyfriend, like we weren't big on like public display. We didn't always have to be like touchy feely. We realized at some point during that movie we were gripping yeah. each other's hands <laughs> and we're like, okay. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, like hopefully I would like to see him make a return. I would love to see, see him on a three hour runtime while we're throwing wish lists up there. <laughs> There's no, no way. No, There's no you way. ain't getting that. <laughs> Keep it to solid three and I'll be happy. I was about to say, at best, it's going to be like 247. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're going to have to deal with that. I yeah. can do 247. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I actually have another movie one. Does anybody else have a movie? Mm-mm. Okay, so... I got so video game sex. Back to Freaky Friday Disney <laughs> stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a Freaky Friday sequel probably in the works. What? Uh, with Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan. And that's kind of a personal story. I'm a little bit jazzed about that. Like, I'm really jazzed to see Lindsay Lohan again. But I'm very confused. <laughs> As to what it will be, I think I think they're gonna do a thing. I don't know. I hope they do a stressed out thirty something Lindsay Lohan and her mom, and that they don't like try and do it with Lindsay Lohan and her daughter now, but like a retired Jamie Lee Curtis that just doesn't give a fuck and they sit there criticizing each other. I'd be down for that. She has the the best level of success and not giving a fuck. Yeah. I love Jamie Lee. Like, I've loved Jamie Lee since Trading Places. Yeah. And just, I, she was on Reno 911. 
She's a scream queen. And she queens. was hilarious. She was so funny in Scream Queens. Yeah. Uh, All of the Jamie Lee, I'll take. Yeah, and she actually is the one pushing for this. She made some calls after, like, she was doing, somebody suggested it to her in some interviews. And on the press tour for uh, the latest Halloween, she was, like, dying to talk about it. She's called writers. She's trying to get it made. So, not a lot of news yet, except that both Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis are talking about it. Bring so, it. I mean, I'll, I'm, I'll support it. That's a live-action <laughs> remake of an old Jodie Foster movie, except the Jodie Foster one was kind of garbage. It sucks. Uh, I like Freaky Friday more than Mean Girls. Like, Freaky Friday, I think for you and me both, Kat, is, like, the definitive of that era of, like, girls' movies. I think so. I put Mean Girls in a different category. I put Freaky Friday as above and beyond children's content, and I put Mean Girls at adult content in a weird, just how satirical they're written. Uh, And I can't, you know, abandon my girl Tina Fey. But I love both of them. Freaky Friday is so fun to watch. so So I've never actually watched Freaky Friday. Same. But only because Jamie Lee Curtis looks like my mom. (laughs) <laughs> so it's real weird to watch it. We'll have a girls' night, yeah. and Jason, you are invited if you would like to come. It's, it's actually a movie. Do I get it's to a, paint my toenails. It's and a stuff? full-on comedy. If you want. Like I'm it's a just, comedy it's start to finish. Straight, we're gonna just, drink and order wings. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> <We're gonna do. gasps> Maybe from the clucking. <gasps> yes, oh the clucking so does not pay us. We're not even we don't give a, them to. They're so good. It's so good. I will just take an order of wings for if you've never like. Yeah. We will take yes, a moment to tell you about the Cluckin in Dallas. In, if you live in Dallas, in North Dallas, check out the Cluckin. You will not be disappointed, and your tummy will be full. Frankfurt and Midway. Their wings are huge. We found this place after a D&D game where we were, most of us were hungry and starving, and the food was excellent. They have been open a week. Yeah. Time, yeah, they they hadn't had their grand opening yet. It was but a soft the, opening. They had like so, so many good reviews already on Google. We're like, how they? We have to check this place out now. And it's important to note for dietary reasons, they are gluten free, they are halal, and they are kosher. So if, if any of those things apply to you, you can still eat there. And the owner is the <sighs> nicest guy. He's so cool. He really is. And they play Looney Tunes like that. They do. They do. <laughs> and my daughter told him. His chicken fingers are better than raising canes. And he looked like he was going to cry. That's really good. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's what girls' nights actually took Sweet. to be like. Yeah. <laughs> right. That was our free advertising. Yeah. So, the Freaky Friday. Deserve it. Excited to see it. If you haven't seen the original with Jamie Lee Curtis, it is on Disney Plus, And it's just a solid comedy. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, moving on, what do we have in what other category? What do you have next, Cora? Um, I have video games and television. There we go. Okay, video games. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, as you guys know, there is a little game called Final Fantasy 16 that's coming out this year. Mm. I'm pretty sure all of us might be a little bit excited for that. I know I'm, I'm really excited for mm-hmm. that. I don't know about y'all. But... There's one place that's not excited about it, and that's Saudi Arabia. We don't know the why, but we do know 
Well, we don't know the distinct why, but we do know that Saudi Arabia has banned Final Fantasy 16 from the country because Square Enix will not play ball with making changes. And it, we don't know why specifically. Um, some people are guessing that it's because it's a mature game. There's lots of violence and sexual content supposedly in the game. Supposedly because we have not played it yet, so we don't know. Um, another fame, another rumor, and again, these are rumors because we don't have any definitive proof. They haven't said why. Um, there is a gay character. Like, that's not a rumor. There is a gay character in the story. No one has said who the character is because of a spoiler, which means that they probably do have something to do with the main story. And they are gay, and that might be why. That would be my number one guess. That, <gasps> Shocking. Yeah, but Square Enix refuses to play ball. They are not going to be... Uh, making those changes, everything's going to be the same as it was. Yoshi P will not let them change it. He is very famous for that. <laughs> so Saudi Arabia just won't have the game. Um, some people have suggested if you do live in Saudi Arabia and you do want to play the game to create a North American um, PlayStation account to down so you can download it if you have a download only or to somehow get a hold of the disc. Yeah, it's likely if you're in that country and you're if you're watching this at all, you probably yeah. have VPN, yeah. right? And you have like workarounds. I like, I'm happy that they won't change it. I do sympathize with people who can't get content the way they want it or like in their area, but like, yeah. It, it also seems like, um, cause I saw some comments from uh, Saudi Arabians cause the tweet that officially announced it was a, um, a Saudi Arabian user and it was all in Arabic so some of this is translated might be translated a little wrong because I, I got Google Translate that's all I got I can't speak Farsi or read it um, I know you can but you weren't in the room <laughs> but um, they seem to think that this is aimed at children oh, uh... the, the trailer had a monster getting cut in half and covering a child in blood this is not for children but they seem to think that because, or some of the parents seem to think that because it is video games. This is it. This is seventeen plus. <laughs> At least by American standards, it is labeled seventeen plus. So you'll execute a journalist, but you won't have a video game there. Yeah, I said that. Given. Yeah, <laughs> like their best stuff. Heaven yeah. for heaven forbid. Also, they recently tried to convince people, hey, if you're gay, you can vacation here. Don't worry about our laws. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, exactly. See, <laughs> said, said that, no person of the LGBT community like, that, oh, that's the first place I want to go visit. See, them saying that specifically just gives like the biggest of red flags. Like, I'm not coming back from the country. I mean, I hate to quote Chris Brown, but them hoes ain't loyal. Don't go there. It was like a shocked Pikachu at the guitar top. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, well, yeah, that was gonna happen that's why fifa's in the evil company anyway anyways moving on uh what other do you have video games i do not type television video games i do so uh ed boone on twitter is very active always talking about things with mortal kombat we did recently well not recently we had mortal kombat 11 was the last game and people have been asking ed where is mk12 can we get some screenshots can we get something well we finally got something we got a video from uh, posted on Ed Boon's Twitter and NetherRealm Studios, and it was a clock ticking down. Nine, 10, 11, and then it went right to one. 
So the word out with the last Mortal Kombat 11, and they were dabbling in some time travel and moving some characters around, that this might be a reboot of the Mortal Kombat series as we celebrate the 30th anniversary of Mortal... Can I read that right? 30? God damn. Um, anyway, yes, 30 years of Mortal Kombat. Um, but with this first tease, it looks like we might be going back to what made the game great. And honestly... I'm all for it. It has been 30 years since I was beating people down and fatalitying them in on a Mortal Kombat on a Mortal Kombat cabinet. And honestly, mm -hmm. looking at some of that, I, uh, they had some video recently of them actually doing the live mocap captures of the characters, which was awesome. But I think I am ready to go back to what the game was originally about, with the close fighters fighting for the fate of Earthrealm, or. Um, I forget what the other, what the out, Outworld. Um, I think I'm ready for something like that. It's kind of what made this great. Now we've gotten into Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe with Ninja Turtles and Hellboy thrown in there and Spawn and Robocop and the Terminator. Mortal Kombat games have gotten out of control. We've got, I, mind you, I, I play them. I played all of them, but... They have gotten out of control with the guest stars and just all these characters. I kind of think I'm ready to go back to what made the game great. So if this is an indication that we're about to get a Mortal Kombat 1 like reboot going back to where it all started, let's do it. Please. I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I am super down. Uh, the Mortal Kombat movie, which not everybody liked, but I enjoy Love that movie. Like, nostalgia vibes. Hardcore nostalgia vibes for some of my OG characters doing their OG moves. Like, I liked it. I think, yeah, I'm with you. I'm down. Also with that, they did, they are starting production on the sequel to the Mortal Kombat movie that came out on HBO. So, you know, this I will mean, actually go up to the theaters. Yeah, probably not. R yeah. Rumors that um, huh. Carl Urban will be playing Johnny Cage. Huh. Yeah. Ah, look at everybody yeah. change their tune. <laughs> look. I didn't Tell me the way. camera was on Cass's face when hers were, ooh, okay. Go, go. It wasn't, and I, I did I did let them see that just, uh -huh. oh. Yeah. Well, maybe. So, yeah, I uh, moderately enjoyed the Mortal Kombat movie that came out on HBO Max. I, I watch it. I'll go for it again. Yeah. But yeah, uh, if all this means a, a reboot of the Mortal Kombat series starting it up, starting at one, let's let's go. Because I think y'all are running ideas and running out of guest stars to put in these games. You put the Ninja Turtles in there. <laughs> Bring back like one with move sets that I mean, maybe I'm just old that I can actually handle. Like I, I'm down for you using all the the controls, but like. They got out of hand with number of clicks yeah. for a move. They put Rambo in there. God Lord, I forgot they put Rambo in there. Bring it back to the like some smaller arenas. And, yeah. yeah, super down. Let's go. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Look, uh, look and see what Ed Boon's going to say on Twitter next. So who had that other video game story? That is all the video games. I think Cass has a TV story. I do have a TV story. Moving to TV. Moving to television. Um, this will probably not be surprising to you, but I'm going to talk about the writer's strike. Uh, we are on our second week of the writer's strike, and I wanted to kind of update um, just if there's any, you know, executives, I guess, watching uh, some more motivation for you to give the writers what they want. And if you're not an executive, more support. Uh, because here are the shows that have shut down. 
either their writers' rooms or their production. Um, Big Mouth and Andor and uh, the new uh, Game of Thrones spinoff were all in their writers' rooms. They have shut down. Uh, Billions was in production. Uh, Daredevil was in production. Um, what what else? There's another one that I wanted to mention that was in production. What was that? What were you? Severance. Uh, Severance and Stranger Things were both in production and they shut down. Uh, we have some people that are crossing the picket line, including uh, The Walking, I think it's Fear of the Walking Dead. Um, so don't side with the scabs, obviously. Um, American Horror Story Season 12 has also been delayed. Andor. Uh, the creator, showrunner, Tony Gilroy, said that he personally discontinued all writing. He is standing with them, as well as George R. R. Martin for the new Ooh. George R. R. Martin has been on a strike for a decade. <laughs> <laughs> he very specifically said that he couldn't, because he's not living in the U.S. right now, that he could not walk the line like he did in 1988. But he is in full support. Of, oh yeah, he's written a couple essays about it. They are very good. Yeah, um, the MTV Movie Awards, which you might not care about, but uh, Drew Barrymore pulled out. Uh, they will be running without a, a host. Uh, Abbott Elementary Writers Room was also set to start, and they are not starting. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to do is uh, I found a couple other things that happened last time. The writers were on strike uh, as even more motivation to support um, Celebrity Apprentice numbers skyrocketed during the last writer's strike. Um, Ellen DeGeneres continued to do her show um, without writers because she said that she couldn't afford, she couldn't lay off a hundred people. Conan O'Brien just paid them out of his own pocket because he's actually a good person. And somebody uh, else did that. John Stewart? Maybe. maybe. Um, Conan O'Brien basically stubbornly stayed on air doing things like spinning his wedding ring for <laughs> as long as he could and playing rock band to highlight uh, the fact that those shows need writers. Um, yeah, if you don't want another celebrity apprentice to and do well support the writers we need to end this strike as soon as possible by giving the writers exactly what they want because they're not even asking for much they're really not three percent it'd be three percent yeah give it up y'all can y'all can afford three shake them pockets give the writers what they want give them i want my shows give to them now but i stand with the writers will suffer and be delayed Give the writers what they want. The times have changed. It's time for streaming services to report what the actual numbers are on these shows, especially when it comes to people's pocketbooks. Mm-hmm. Things have changed. It's time to change with them. And stop trying to transfer to a gig economy style for writers. That's not fair. It's not cool. Don't do that. Also, anybody that thinks writers make like so much, they don't. They make average, it at best, livings, Okay. They're doing what they love, but they deserve to be paid enough to live on it. If you are not currently following Adam Conover, a.k.a. Adam Ruins Everything guy, uh, he is really involved and he's putting out videos almost daily talking about the strike and talking about what's going on. So he's a good source. I have seen some confusion 
online and like how do you support it as an everyday person and uh what i do know is the answers are a little all over the place but keeping the conversation very much happening sharing articles talking about it following uh what is it w g east and west on like twitter instagram and others that are involved um there's a petition that I saw just going today to uh, publicize anything you know was written by AI to put the word out there in a big way and to not watch it. No hate watching yeah. AI. Yeah. Like, we're not going to do it. Also, going to complete list of the demands, I actually... Uh, Cass, I updated your story on the website with the official sheets of what they're asking for. Read it. It's not that much. And why did you have to do that? What, to add that in there? Because I'm not part of the union. I'm bad at writing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are lots of bad writers that are part of the union, I'm sure. But some of those shows, like billions, I don't know. But if you want to see officially exactly thing. what they want, go read it and you might go, really, oh, they don't want to give these people? extremely reasonable. Yeah. I mean, I'm honest, I'm honestly like, they need to get a little bit more, but this is what they're asking for. Uh, I shared a... A picture on my Instagram story a couple of days ago that was talking about um, these companies are saying that they can't afford to pay these writers. They're not making enough money. And then they're telling their shareholders that they're going to make record profits off of streaming. Who do you think they're lying to? The writers. I mean, probably the shareholders. both. But like, what? who's profiting? And it's like, well, you know. The company. They have a the legal obligation to tell the shareholders more or less the truth. Responsibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my... I'm going to keep talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> it's two pages of demand. You'll read it in Never five read. minutes. Exactly. Yeah, so get out there. It sucks for all of us to not have any content. Well, we didn't get last week tonight. We last, last week, week tonight. I was bummed. Yeah. But yeah, do what you're doing. You're doing the right thing. We need writers who can also afford groceries. That would be great. Mm-hmm. So, uh, pay your writers, pay your artists. <laughs> Nobody works for exposure. Okay. Yeah. Do you? Do you? Are you? I have TV. Do you have TV? Yeah. Um, no, I've got that one article I wrote today. Okay. Do you have TV? I have TV, but go ahead. Go. Okay. It's time to set sail. Almost. <laughs> Almost. Sometime this year we'll be setting sail because. We've got more information on the live-action One Piece coming to Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) I am still nervous about it because... What? Because it's all live-action. I'm nervous, too! (laughs) So, if you've never watched One Piece, just go look up clips or pictures. Like, you'll see it's a very cartoony style. The main character has the power to stretch his body impossibly because his everything is made of rubber. So that CGI has never gone poorly. Yeah. I mean, there's all so it, I'm very nervous about this, but like we've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting on news. We know it's coming out sometime this year and we got official word on why it's taking so long and how many episodes we should expect. So we're first off, we're getting 8 episodes. That's a good number for me. That's a good number to see what story they want to tell. 
And the reason it's taking so long is because Oda wants to be hands-on as much as possible with writing. This is his creation, so I get it. And it's he's been open about it. He's like, it's just a struggle working with a foreign company. I didn't even think this could be possible, but here we are. We don't see eye to eye on a lot of stuff, but we're seeing where we have common ground and we're trying to work through to make sure we both get what we want and give you the best product. And I appreciate that, that we're getting honesty on why we haven't heard anything. And as kind of, I guess, an apology, we got the poster that we see here. I like the poster. It looks really good. I'm still nervous. Let, let me throw it back up. Yeah. There the, the poster looks really good. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm... Well, we'll see. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll, I will give it at least one episode of a watch. The actors involved all look really good. We've got um, Inaki Godi as our Monkey D. Luffy. We've got Makenyu as Zoro. We've got Emily Rudd as Nami. Jacob Romero Gibson as Usopp. We have Taz Skyler as Sanji. So that's like our main like straw hat pirates. And it looks like they're going to be going through the um, Arlong Park arc, which is like the first one, I think. Like the weird shark people if i remember correctly it's been a hot minute since i've watched one piece do you mean it's been a hot minute since you watched like the first arc of something that has over a thousand episodes yeah and actually i didn't watch that when i, I read it so it was before we even got an anime. Do, like yeah oh why isn't your memory perfect <laughs> right. there there is a one piece person out there watching this like slightly fuming yeah slightly fuming <laughs> already typing a furious comment like excuse me this is where arlong park is and you're speaking of this one i think you're you got it mixed up. and i'm Probably. slightly in, slightly envious because they know everything about one yeah piece. <laughs> like i wish i had your encyclopedic this knowledge needs, one piece needs a college course at this point <laughs> It probably has one honestly it's like I mean, lost back in the day yeah. It's like, yeah oh gosh i feel like lost is easier to follow <laughs> I stopped caring. But yeah, um, eight episodes coming out sometime soon. We don't know what month, but I have faith that the story will be good, even if the CGI is not. That is a perfect segue into my last story. Speaking of things that we're anticipating and we don't know if they'll be very good for those of you like me, who were fans of the series Justified. With Deputy, Deputy Marshal Raylan Givens, played by Timothy Olyphant, is just a smoking hot mm -hmm. kind of devil may care, good guy, but kind of bad guy. You can arrest me anytime you want. Yeah, kept shooting people all the time, most of whom deserved it. But, but like it is was he justified? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, after seven years, we'll be returning this July in a uh, kind of sequel season called Justified City Prime Evil. So, there's the big boy. It's been 15 years in the story since uh, Raylan Gibbons, spoilers for Justified, I guess, finally locked up Boyd Crowder. And moved to Miami with his daughter, Willa. Uh, and uh, still in Miami. His daughter's 15 now. 
And in a something that happens, an incident in Miami, they get like they get pulled to Detroit, where uh, is where the season will take place. Uh, the main bad guy will be uh, Clement Mansell, played by Boyd Holbrook. Boyd Holbrook, if you watch Sandman, he's the Corinthian. <laughs> he's this blind. He's got eyes though. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> anyway, he's the, like, I think he's a serial killer or something. This is based off another Elmer Leonard book. Elmer Leonard wrote Fire in the Hole and a number of other books that Raylan Givens is from. And so it's one season. We don't have any reason to think most of the original cast will be back other than him. It's very much removed and set somewhere different just like the book things that i find interesting about it though is that uh boyd holbrook and also uh his daughter willa will be played by his real life daughter whose name is vivian oliphant nepotism uh apparently it's funny you bring that up. It was very much the opposite. He felt really awkward even like letting people know she was auditioning. She got the audition on her own and he got to this crossroads of where it was like, but I have to like tell them, right? Like I have to tell them who she, because they're going to ask questions. It's going to be weird if I didn't say, yes, this is my daughter. And apparently she had kind of a, they said very raw energy, but also they brought some real life little spats to set where she'd be like, don't tell me what to do. And I've got this kind of thing. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's supposed to be one season, same showrunners. It has uh, Dave Andron is showrunning this one. He said, Raylan may die. I think you'll be really surprised at the stuff that happens. So, yeah, I don't know. Did Who watched this series? All of Justified. I rewatched it in the last year and a half. It's it's fun to watch. It's, I don't know that I ever finished it. It petered out a little. It petered out. I think that I watched most of it. I finished it. It but... also has the greatest uh, on foot chase of all time with two men in their late seventies. I also love the pistol handling in that in that show. Sorry, it's, it's a great show. Really reasonable, like oh yes, draws. yes. Like you can yeah. believe that somebody is that fat, and they did it right. They did firearms very much right. It's also, I think the first uh, show that I saw, at least that uh, character actress Margaret Martindale really shines, and we, Cat and I, watched Cocaine Bear this <laughs> oh, last God. weekend. <laughs> love that movie. Too. Just flawless timing. Margot Martindale, who was definitely acting before then, but like that was the was first place to me that she stood out. Yeah. It is where most of the world fell in love with Walton Goggins. Which legends. I don't think he'll be in the and that's the so thing that makes it hard you to, mean it wasn't to get into. The G.I. Joe movie with The Rock? That was <laughs> after that. It was it? I don't know. He was in that though, but the first, I thought it was the ant, the wasp. The first whatever. commercial that I saw for Justify that made me want to watch the show was when he was getting robbed at the gas pump, and he just doused the guy with gasoline. Yeah. And as the guy was about to shoot him, he was like, "Hold on, hold on, you, you do know how guns sure? work, right?" And the guy was like, "Oh yeah, I would go up like I would go up like a match." <laughs> uh, 
definitely the first show where Caitlin Dever shines, and you would know her from this and from uh, Dope Sick, actually. She's a fantastic actress. She's the little girl that Margot Martindale takes care of. That yeah, fantastic. Little Kentucky thing. Uh, but they didn't have to show me a clip from the show. They had to show me a poster, <laughs> get me on board yeah. with the first one. And I do love that everybody, all the anybody who's interested in men reacted appropriately mm. to how hot Timothy Oliphant was. There's a reason show. that what well, was well, in the good place, uh, they tried to bribe the judge with Timothy Oliphant. He's there's something incredibly attractive about him. In in this character specifically. So yeah, might be good. Uh that's all I have on that. It's supposed to premiere in July. I don't know on what, but I don't look it up. Anyway, Jason, what do you have? Uh, last so one was, uh, yeah, some uh, good news. Can I have that over there for a second? So uh, Hasbro, uh, just going to take wow. it from me. Okay. Yeah. Hasbro I'm released to today that they are releasing another figure uh, from the Forgotten Realms, and it's another Dritz figure, which I will buy. But this Dritz figure is more in celebration of 35 years of the character. R.A. Salvatore is involved. R. R. I'm sorry, R.A. Salvatore is involved in it. The packages will be signed by, not signed person, they're printed oh. on the package. But this is supposed to be more directly, more the vision that he had for the character. Uh, and uh, I was bringing it up because I reviewed this figure when I got it as the deluxe version of it. And it was, it made my top 10 for the year. It was just a very good, endless, so many accessories. Uh, there won't be as many with this one. We will be getting uh, Twinkle and Icing Death. One effect, a gemstone. And there is uh, supposedly some compatibility with this figure and that figure, like as far as heads and everything. He does also come with a cloak and, of course, scabbards for his two scimitars. If you want to see more pictures of that, you can always go over to superfoolnerdshow.com where there is a gallery for him out and in package. And with everything he comes with, this figure will retail for, I believe, it is uh, $28.99. And you can pre-order right now on Hasbro Pulse and other stores. Um, I provided a link to Hasbro Pulse since they sent us press on it. So go check it out, pre-order it. I believe it's supposed to be coming out sometime next at the beginning of next year. Well, they got my money. Oh yeah, I've already pre-ordered. I, I, I don't even think I looked at the price. I just pre-ordered it. <laughs> I do want them to do more characters from Forgotten Realms. Yeah. Um, I know Dritz is very, very popular. 35 years of the character. Yeah, it makes sense to do another one. So, but bring on maybe, you know, some dwarves or you know but you can make my, uh they can make my drow bard if they want to but they can make any of my characters I, i'm just static about that i mean how's real selfie series you can get like figures made of yourself but it is not we got some ideas if you want but also they did the uh figures for the dungeons and dragons movie as well Go check them out there. So if you want to get an idea of what those figures look like uh this actually the dritz is still this one is still available on Hasbro pulse so it is an exclusive there, but they do have them. But good fig, and I hope that the trend continues with this next release. Yeah, it is a really good-looking figure. I love the fairy fire effect, though, because just it just seamlessly comes on and off. It just. I mean, who doesn't want their... I mean, also, they included... Be on fire. And they included a full-size panther with this figure, too. So yeah. you got Guinevere. Also... And the totem. <laughs> and an alternate head. Aha! And alternate hair. Well, the the alternate head has alternate hair. You can take the no. You can take the hair. You never knew that. <gasps> you can take the hair off of each figure and put it on the other one. 
I bought her that figure for her birthday. I swear she's probably had it like two years, maybe. I ha- I have. A, I posed it and I, I I wouldn't touch it. You can remove the hair and change it. So oh. she's learned something today. Anyway. That has been our show. We have to leave so Cora can go trade the hair out on her dressed figure. Uh, thank you all for joining us tonight. Uh, definitely go check out supercoolnerdshow.com. And if you want to check us out individually. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JasonTheX. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at CoroDonoArt. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, the good cat. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BetterCat. Check out SCNS Live on all the socials, pretty much. And uh, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. As we have never said on this show ever before, but we're going to say in perfect unison for the first time without talking about it. Keep, keep on, on nerding. nerding. <laughs> Did you do the Saturday? Done. Oh. I was hoping. Thank you.